0: I listened to that album the, as soon as I woke up when it was released. I just went through listened to the whole thing. Honestly, everything he does is just so good. Like, you know, we all have our favorites. We all have our the ones that are special to us. But I think in terms of storylines and kind of common themes, this one was really powerful. And I... With the film, too, there was just a lot of special stuff going on. And I, I, the t- his timing always seems to be perfect, too. And obvious it, obviously it was with this.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me tonight is a return guest. Rachel was here November of 2019. Boy, has the world changed since then, hasn't it, Rachel? Oh, Yes. <laughs> So for those of you who did not hear the earlier episode, tell us a little about yourself.
0: Okay. So, well, let's see. So I became a pretty, okay, I'll I'll start here. I pretty much grew up on Bruce's music. My parents are both big fans of his. So that was always, his music was always playing in the house as I was growing up. Um, But it wasn't until like my freshman year of college, actually, that I really started getting into his music. Um, And honestly, like, a lot of that had to do with my personal mental health. Um, It's funny, like, I was really depressed um, my freshman year of college. And that kind of just something in me was like, okay, I need to listen to some music that's, like, familiar to me and, like, comforting to me. And so basically that was that was my really like just whole dive into his music um so now flash forward to a couple years later almost um i'm a junior in college i go to kent state um i have a twin sister that's always my little fun fact that i throw in um yes but <laughs> yeah, we're super different, super different personalities, don't look alike, all that. So yeah, that's pretty much the rundown of it.
1: So how has school been during this pandemic? Uh,
0: Oh my goodness. Well, (laughs) it's been a lot different. Um, Hard, (laughs) for sure. I personally, not that anybody is really a fan of any of the consequences of this pandemic, but I especially am not a fan of the way that it's impacted school. So um, a lot of that is just everything being online. I always purposely avoided online classes. I'd much rather go in person and interact with people. So that's been very, very different, just like everything else. Um, But yeah, it's been crazy.
1: So I know you were very open in our previous episode about your, um, you know, fighting depression and, and how you, how that affected your life and how you've worked to overcome that. Um, I imagine the being secluded does not help that, does it?
0: No, (laughs) not at all. Um, So I actually had COVID back in the very beginning of April. Mm. Um, My case was super mild. I recovered just fine, which I'm super grateful for. Sure. That was kind of, obviously, the start of the pandemic, that complete, immediate, abrupt isolation was not the best. But that getting COVID and then now I'm... Honest, right now, I'm living by myself, actually, because my sister and my roommates all moved out. So it's been really a weird transition of events, um, mm-hmm. kind of going through all of that. But yeah, that definitely, in regards to depression and mental health, did not help. But just like anything else, I feel like, you know, it's been over a year now. So we're all kind of getting used to it and finding our way and... You know, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Has uh, school gotten back to a little more normal now that you're in? Things are going back to normal.
0: Yeah, a little bit. So I, I personally didn't have too many in-person classes um, last semester, but I know my university in particular is trying to go as back to in-person as we can. Okay. um, For this upcoming semester, so things are looking better and -hmm. a little bit brighter. So hopefully they can stay that way.
1: How, uh, what are you, what's your, what are you doing this summer?
0: Honestly, not too much. It's just been working and just kind of just hanging out. Like I said, I'm by myself. So Mm -hmm. between that and um, pandemic stuff, (laughs) it's been a little bit boring, but the, Like, huge highlight, I guess, of my summer will be I was able to snag a Springsteen on Broadway ticket for August, the end of August.
1: Nice.
0: That will be my, that'll make all of the pandemic craziness worth it.
1: So remind me, did you go to the first uh, show? The first series? Okay, so this is your, how exciting for you?
0: Oh, I'm so excited. It's my, it's, it's a lot of firsts. It'll be my first time seeing bruce ever i've never i've never been to a concert a bruce and East street band concert so that'll be my next year thing but but as far as springsteen on broadway goes yeah i actually i really did my deep dive into his music right around when he um did the first run
1: yes and so I, I know you're, you've got to be thrilled and you're right. Not only your first Bruce show, but the first chance to see him in such an intimate setting is really cool. Who are you going with?
0: Oh, I, I'm going with my sister, okay. but I, I am just, oh, I can't even like, I don't, I, I can't even like think about it that much because it's right. just so much. I'm just like, oh my God, like
1: counting I still- off the days, like waiting for Christmas as a little kid. Right.
0: Oh, my God, for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, that is great. Now, you is your sister as big a fan as you are? Or is she more of a casual fan?
0: <laughs> she tolerates it because she knows how much I like it. Yeah. Um, same thing with Nils. Um, yes. So she, now that we're not living together for the first time in our whole lives, she's been like, oh, like, I I kind of like listening to Nils now because I miss you. And that's like the sweetest thing ever. But- That is
1: very sweet.
0: Also, you know, it's just funny. She, she, she'll she, listen to it because I'll put it on, but I, I don't know how much she would go off on her own to listen to it.
1: Well, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, you may try to convince her that you both come back on the show- And have her talk about as a kind of casual fan, you know, did seeing him in that intimate of a setting, did that change her mind and make her more of a fan or did she, you know, like, I know one of my friends went and he enjoyed it, but, um, You know, it was um, he saw a different play and I'm drawing a blank on he they ended up seeing two plays at Broadway the last time I was playing and the other one was his big highlight Avenue Q. He got to see Avenue Q and he was just so excited that um, he got to see original cast on Avenue Q and Bruce was kind of a bonus for him. (laughs) So that'll be good to see. Um, So. Yeah, you, you mentioned Niels, and and for those of you who did not hear Rachel's earlier episode, um, she is a little bit, while she loves Bruce, she may have a little special <laughs> place in her heart for Niels and Amy Lofgren. So oh. you want to share a little bit about that again for those of you who didn't hear the first episode?
0: Yeah, so that's a funny story i as i meant i kind of mentioned how i got into bruce's music but for Nils, it was a whole nother thing um it was really random to be honest it was i i don't even remember it was like i saw him as a twitter like follow suggestion and i was like okay yeah like i've i think i've heard of him like he plays with bruce like okay sure so i just clicked follow and then i I looked and was like, okay, well, I'm gonna like just like quickly like check his Twitter, and it just so happened that he was going on tour, and I was like, oh, that's cool, and then it just so happened that he was gonna go to um, to the Kent stage in May of 2019. So it was just like this perfect kind of sequence of events. So that's where it all started. Mm-hmm. And honestly, since then, I it's just kind of blossomed into just pure just admiration and just being a really big fan so
1: (laughs) yeah and as you mentioned it's you know you um you your twitter account basically is a needles and amy fan page
0: (laughs) yeah it pretty much is i just was like it's gonna be self-explanatory if you follow me but yeah, it's just, it's just so funny to me how that whole thing transpired. Like, it was not, you don't, you don't really plan for those things. They just kind of happen. And so I'm really grateful for the way that that whole, the whole situation has affected me.
1: Yeah. Um. So, you know, as I said, it's been over a year. So since that time, right, uh, we've gotten... Um, new Bruce music and I guess new Neil's music, but let's talk first about what were your thoughts on letter to you?
0: Oh my goodness. I, I listened to that album. The, as soon as I woke up when it was released, I just went through listened to the whole thing. Honestly, everything he does is just so good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we all have our favorites. We all have our, the ones that are special to us, but I think in terms of storylines and kind of common themes, this one was really powerful. And I think yeah. with the film too, uh, there was just a lot of special stuff going on. And I, I the t- his timing always seems to be perfect too. And obvious it, obviously it was with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that the whole the whole theme of it, the whole, like, just, I I literally was going through the list of, of, you know, topics um, that I was going to talk about. And I have written down like under why or how his music sp- uh, spoke to me. And I wrote down just human and life experiences. And I think that letter to you was all about that. It was, uh-huh. just, you know, life death life experiences just everything it really just there was there was just a part for everybody as there always is but it just each one felt felt more personal than the last it seemed
1: yeah and and i I agree with you it was you know it was the album we didn't know we needed uh, and, and it was so nice to see that. Yeah. Good. Um, do, um, and did you get a chance to see the little film?
0: Yes, I did.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: Yeah, no, that was, it was beautiful. I, I was, Oh, if I thought I was like an emotional mess during that, so I can't even imagine like come August what that's going to be like. Yes. But <laughs> Yeah, just, uh, just so good. And I really, I wish I had more eloquent words to describe it. But seriously, it's just all of his music and all of his art is just so good.
1: Yeah, no, no, I totally get that. Um, so um, junior year, um, year will be next year senior?
0: Yes. And I'm actually graduating semester early. So after this upcoming semester, I'm going to graduate.
1: Exciting. Yes. You, do you know what you want to be when you grow up?
0: Oh, goodness, not really. So I'm majoring right now in human development and family studies. So I was like, okay, maybe I want to go like the social work type route.
2: Mm-hmm. Without,
0: you know, I didn't necessarily want to do that, but something within that field. And that's kind of where I'm at now still. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of hard. Obviously being young and trying to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life is hard.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like
0: in general. Um, But I think not having in-person classes and not really getting all of the guidance that you might have gotten had there been in-person classes also kind of affected that. So I I don't, I don't know. I'm just kind of, just kind of hanging out and seeing what happens and trying to just get as much experience and learn as much as I can. And then we'll see what happens.
1: Good. And well, you got to make sure you can find a job, right? That will in 2022, when he tours, you can see, (laughs) you know, like I, I need to make enough money So, and also that, um, you know, I I need the time off. Like, let me explain this when we're interviewing, right? Like, okay, let me, I, uh, yeah, um, I, I, my boss just gave us a, um, a, some goals to hit for the summer, including a bonus and I've like told the my team like okay we need to hit this bonus because Bruce is touring in twenty twenty two and that money's going straight to the bank so that you know for my concert tickets. Uh so that's pretty funny. Um well good well um the is there anything new going on like with uh Neil's music that you wanna share?
0: Well okay there was a couple things so yes. He released um, Weathered, which was the live album kind of from his Blue With Blue tour, which was the one that I went to. Um, That was back in 2019. But he, oh my gosh, the timeline of this is going to be crazy between Letter to You and the pandemic and everything.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't remember exactly when he released that. I know it was last year. Mm -hmm. Couldn't tell you the month. But Um, so there's that. And then in the meantime, too, again, timeline, not going to remember, but his, um, bonus tracks album, that's the one that I've really been listening to a lot lately. It's all just like, I don't honestly, I don't even know if it's just like songs that were just never released or what the whole deal is. Yeah. Wordless. I'm grateful as like, I know with every song of his, I'm always like, okay, this is just a really good song. But seriously, like that yeah. album, I'm just, I, that's been in heavy rotation for me, so.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I've loved it, too. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, well, great. So, um, have you tried to stay spoiler-free about the show, or are you kind of preparing like you, you've, I assume you've seen Netflix and there's some changes, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, so I I did watch the Netflix. On Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and honestly, in terms of trying to avoid spoilers, yes and no. I huh. I haven't like muted any words on Twitter or yeah. unfollowed or muted anybody <laughs> um, to avoid that. But because I mean, at this point too, like I just I follow so many so many fans that like it's just sure inevitable I feel like um to come across some spoilers but honestly too I have to say I feel like people have just been really really good at you know avoiding spoilers for people that are really heavily trying to avoid them
1: yes um, I agree
0: yeah so I mean honestly there hasn't even been too many opportunities for me to see them so mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not going out of my way, but I'm not trying to see the spoilers either.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That's that. I think that's a very very healthy thing. Um, so, um, are you gonna are you are you just is it a quick trip to New York? You're just going in, doing the show and coming back, or or you, do you guys have a couple other plans?
0: Well, it's probably. Because of my school schedule and everything, it's probably yeah. going to have to just be a a quick see Bruce and get my first uh, New York experience and then just straight back. So
1: that's exciting. <laughs> that's what
0: it's looking like. But yeah, so exciting.
1: That's that is exciting. Yeah. Um, have they started? Uh, what's it like there at school? You mentioned that they're still they're slowly opening up. How about uh, like for? you know, live music? Have they started uh, opening up shows yet? Are there things going on there at the on campus?
0: Um, on campus, not so much. And okay. I feel like a lot of it is just because it, it is summertime right now. So there's
1: just
0: yeah. pretty much gone. Um, but I have a feeling that definitely come fall, like, everybody will be things will be more back to normal for sure than they have been. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm really hoping that that kind of stuff will be making a comeback. Just within like the city and stuff though, like there, I have been, I have seen like here and there, like live music going on and things like that. So that's really exciting. Um, Just, you know, kind of slowly making our way back towards some sort of normalcy.
1: Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I continue to tell everyone, you know, go get your vaccine. Let's get back to normal so we can do back to this. Like we can have things get to normal.
0: Exactly. I feel the same exact way.
1: Yeah. The, um, so, um, do you have a big, um, your classes for the fall? Is it a pretty heavy load or...
0: Um, kind of well, okay, in terms of classes, not so much. But then on top of that, I'll have an internship. So things with that will just be kind of it'll be busy. But honestly, like I'm so close to the end that right now I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm not not trying to overload myself with work. But at the same time, like, I'll do whatever I have to do. (laughs) Yeah. To, you know, just to be done and graduated and on my way.
1: Yeah. Um, and you're, you're, I, I like the idea of you're keeping it open. You're, you're going to see what happens and to kind of look for what's your next, what's your next step in your life journey. I think that's very smart and, uh, you know, it'll come through. Will you move back home?
0: Honestly, right now, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Um, with things just, you know, between it's already like, you know, lots of adjustments, lots of transitions, just in general from being in school and all of that, and then mix in a pandemic and things get crazy. So I don't have any like definite plans yet. Okay.
1: (laughs) So I know you've been, um, one of the things that you do to cope is you um you're pretty prolific twitter um and sharing so do you have other suggestions or you know that advice for people that as we're trying to get back to normal for coping mechanisms and things going on uh, kind of put you on the spot and things what are things that have worked for you because i know you are very diligent in your taking care of your mental health
0: First of all, thank you. But um, also, um, in terms of things that I can do now, I recognize everybody's experience is going to be different. I am by no means, you know, perfect at this or anything like that. But I have really, between the pandemic and living by myself, I have kind of had to just become... um, really like self-aware of what I need to do for myself. And I think that in terms of, you know, giving advice, I would just say, I feel like we are so afraid to focus on ourselves because we don't want to be selfish or, you know, we have other people in our lives that we're worried about or, you know, care about. And all of those things are valid. But I think that just honestly, taking the time for yourself, evaluating what you need to do for yourself. For me personally, that was adjusting my antidepressants and going to therapy. Those two things single-handedly, like completely changed, um, my mental health during this, during the pandemic, you know, and just me personally trying to adjust to all these changes within my life. Yeah. Um, So those things for sure. And honestly, I feel like I tweet a lot about self care, but I feel like the maybe there's a very narrow um, kind of perspective that people take with that. And that can, it can take so many different forms. I mean, honestly, like, it can be just sitting down and listening to a song and not doing anything else and just like just living through that that one song and then getting back to whatever like it can be as like as elaborate or as small of a thing whatever is going to help you and as you kind of go through it you do learn pretty quickly I I think Um, what you need in those moments so just focusing on that and really just making it a habit and being consistent
1: and I do think that is you know for one it is not selfish to take care of yourself and and that doesn't you know I think that is very important especially during these times with everything going on and also I not don't be afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid to reach out because I think that at times you know being able to talk to someone and share with someone is really important. So good for you. I, you should be Thank proud you. of yourself.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Yeah. So, um, what else should I have asked you as we're catching up? What have I not? What have I forgotten to ask you, Rachel?
0: Let's see. Let's see. Well, we could go through. We could honestly just let's let's talk about all kind of we can start with the the growing up not to make a pun but yeah growing up um my kind of experience with music then and how it kind of evolved into now does that sure, sound please like,
1: yeah that sounds interesting right. yeah go for it
0: Well, like i said um i pretty much grew up on bruce's music Um, Honestly, like at this point in my life, looking back at the music that my parents played when I was a kid, like, I'm like, wow, I really hit the jackpot because I had Bruce, Johnny Cash, Billy Joel, Paul Simon. I just, I really had like just some really like great artists. Uh And and so, yeah, so that much I'm grateful for. Um, But in terms of like Bruce specifically, sure That is something that is so like it's so funny to me because I never really connected how much that was going to impact me but I I like you know when you're a kid you don't really pay attention to like what your parents are playing or whatever you're just kind of like okay like it becomes familiar to you and it becomes comforting to you but um But like I had mentioned, it wasn't really even until I was 18 that I became aware of, like, how much it impacted me. And then I just kind of went off on my own and found my own kind of journey through his music. And then, you know, that kind of transitioned over to Nails and, you know, other members of the band. But um, I think that that was, you know, that was the start that really... I, that's something I go back to frequently is thinking about um, how I was introduced to his music yeah, um, and all of the memories that I have associated with that. So mm-hmm. that was a big thing for me. Um, and just, like I said, as I kind of found my own way through listening to his music, sure. Like just in terms of like, things that really stood out to me were just, I mean, both of my parents work full time, have worked full time pretty much my, my entire life. So the working class themes are something that was definitely not lost on me. Um, and then obviously I, w- I was talking about it before, but the whole depression and mental health aspect of his music was another huge thing for me and that's one that honestly like that's probably the most the thing I'm most grateful for like I always think about like okay if I could ever meet Bruce like and I had two seconds to tell him something what would I want to say yeah and honestly I think that it would just be a simple like Thank you for talking about depression, because I feel like it is definitely not, especially, you know, I think that there's, I don't know, now it's different. Um, I think at, you know, at the present, um, celebrities talking about mental health is not something that's very unusual or uncommon in any way. But I always go back to uh this depression off of wrecking ball, and i yeah. think I just for me like in terms of the timing, I think that you know that was what twenty thirteen I think that that's just you know for for the time frame i i'm you know not to say that it it wasn't ever discussed, but I think that him writing a whole song about it and telling the whole world what he's going through was extremely kind of a, kind of somewhat of a breakthrough. And not only within, you know, society, but with people personally. Like for me, the first time I heard that song, I was like, oh my God, like it totally gave me a whole nother, I saw like a whole nother layer of him as an artist, you know?
1: I do understand that. And I also agree that, him being so open about it in his autobiography and talking about, you know, um, going into counseling, going, taking medication, uh, Patty working with him, you know, is, is a very honest and forthright. And I think it's, it, it, it was courageous in, in a lot of ways. And I think it's good to know that even if you're Bruce effing Frank Springsteen, <laughs> You know life can get to you and, and it is a um, it is a it is an illness and it is an illness that um, can be misunderstood and you know it's you know kind of like Robin Williams killing himself. that's just like how could someone who brings so much joy to so many people not know that about himself? And the reality is in that dark time, it is just very scary.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, I agree completely with everything you said and going off of that, I can I can really I can really relate to a lot of that because I remember watching an interview where he was talking about his depression and he mentioned like not trying to not let his kids see that. Mm-hmm. And for me, that part really resonated because I was like, okay, I've totally done that where you yourself are in just such like a, a just dark, just totally kind of shut out from the world place. But then at the same time, you kind of just put up this whole false front and you get good at that. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's what you portray to people. So that part, that was really just a really, Monumental thing for me. Um, because I thought I was just listening to, you know, some iconic rock star that my parents listened to. And then it's like I get like this validation and somewhat of a revelation about my own personal journey. It was just crazy. So,
1: yeah. Um, you know, another thing I wanted to mention is, um, you're pretty active on social media and I'm amazed at the Bruce Springsteen fandom sense of family that there is on social media. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, I just am really honored, not only just because of all the support I get on the podcast, but all the love and uh, support that I got when I was going through my medical things, you know, and mm-hmm. a uh, surgery you know, at the end of May. Um, I just, any thoughts on that that you want to share?
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have so many thoughts on that. Um, Because for me, the last time I was on the podcast, I think I had about 200 followers, if my memory serves me correctly. Now, (laughs) almost two years later, not quite, I have over a thousand, which to me is so crazy. And here's the thing, I'm not bringing up numbers to compare or to make it sound like all I care about is the followers, but I will say that within that time, there has been so much support and so much love that I personally have received and Sometimes I feel like I'm a broken record when I tweet about that. But I seriously, I could not be more grateful for all of the people that consistently or even, you know, just have ever just given me one word of support. Like for me personally, you know, mental health, life challenges, transitions, adjustments, whatever it is that I'm going through, because I am pretty (laughs) vocal about it on social media. I am always met with just the kindest, like I seriously am always blown away by the kindness of strangers. Like you truly, and I say strangers, but at the same time, you do make connections with people. You do feel like it's a genuine friendship and it is. And so that is something that I, especially during the pandemic really kind of leaned on and, and just, beyond grateful for
1: yeah um the i I am i'm i love the fact that there is so much support and love and um out there And, and you're right it's not about numbers either um you know i obviously i would love more people to listen to the podcast because i think the stories are interesting and I think there's a lot of beauty to be learned for it but I also know that you know this is a pretty niche con you know podcast I'm you know I'm a Springsteen fan talking to other Springsteen fans uh you know so uh but you know I, I'm glad we're here and I'm glad we get to do that so absolutely that's great
0: Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And if you think that this podcast is specific, listen, my idea for a podcast was talking about mills and mental health. So I don't know (laughs) how much more specific you could really get. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. But yeah, uh, I still think I would listen to that podcast. Well, I would build that. Yeah. I think that would be fun. I would be fun and anytime you want yeah. to. So uh, <laughs> if you want to do a guest, like if you, um, uh, if you wanted to do a, a pilot, you know, I'd release it on set lusting, Bruce, I could help you. And then you could do that. So just oh keep my that God, in God. mind. That is fun. Okay. You
0: know, I have no, it was something that I, you know, I was like, oh, look, it's a pandemic and it's yeah. summertime. I'm going to have so much time. And then you know, life happens, so things don't go as planned. But one day, hopefully,
1: there we happen. go. Absolutely, very good. Well, any final thoughts?
0: Um. Well, okay. I guess so. We could just, um, I'll just roll through, like, yeah, favorite songs and songs that I hope to hear live because, yeah. Those- Write it, down the, has that
1: changed since uh that you were on before so let's I'm do sure it It
0: has okay. i honestly i know for sure i probably mentioned uh land of hope and dreams last time
1: mm-hmm. yes um,
0: and i know i mentioned this depression those two are super those are like my it, i wouldn't even categorize them as my favorite bruce songs to be honest but they are the two songs that have just tremendously helped me through a lot. So I guess that's how I would categorize those. Um, but other favorites, I think "Racing in the Street" will always be my favorite. Yeah. I think the "Darkness" album will always be my favorite album. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. But recently um I was like I had some like I don't know why I hadn't listened to it in so long but I had some like great awakening um when somebody posted a video of a live performance of Lost in the Flood that like changed my world um because that's always been kind of a favorite of mine but I don't know I just I guess I hadn't listened to it in a while so Uh it's always fun to get those little reintroductions to songs um yeah. yeah, but in terms of of songs I would hope to hear live, um well, like I said Racing would be amazing. That would be my favorite. Um but also Land of Hope and Dreams. I think that that's one that has to kind of be experienced live. Um
2: Yeah.
0: I I just I don't know. Obviously, like I said, I had ne- I've never been to a show yet but that is one that i just know
1: well and you do know that uh you know because you've seen the netflix um yeah. and it's truly one of my favorite moments when he he talks about putting on your dancing shoes like his mother and he mm-hmm. does dancing in the dark and then without a break moves into land of hope and dreams Is truly i you know i play that probably once a month you know i just pull that up and just hear that those two songs together
0: yeah his transitions for everything it seems whether it's releasing albums or whatever i'm sure even just if you just had a conversation you'd be like oh my god this is like the most interesting conversation i've ever had like yeah i just you know the transitions and the the message are just all so so valuable
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. That sounds good. And um, the, did you change your answer to the Mary question since the last time we talked?
0: No, I literally, I listened to, I listened to Thunder Road like five minutes before I got on this call and I was like, all right, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to listen to this song and I'm going to, I'm going to truly visualize everything and I'm going to try to see if my if my answer changes and I don't know what it is. I just, I, I think, well, I don't know if it's, I want her to get in the car or if I personally would get in the car. I mean, I personally would, but, um, song is not about me. Surprise, surprise. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, I'm, I'm still going with yes. I think that even if she doesn't, I mean, he makes a pretty convincing argument to me. So, I know what I would do, but, um, but yeah, I don't know if it's like, you know, me trying to be a little optimist over here or what, but honestly, I I think that, you know, I don't know. I don't have any like real, like profound way of saying it, but I do think that on some level that would kind of his whole... Like little, um, oh my god, I'm like blanking on what I'm trying to say. But his whole trying to convince her, I think, would really, he's pretty convincing. I think it would probably.
1: That that speaks to you. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Very nice. Well. This has been amazing. It's so much fun catching up. And I, um, you know, let's have you back on. Like I said, if you could convince your sister to join you, if not <laughs> even just you alone, I think it would be a blast to hear your thoughts after seeing him live. I'm so excited for you. Um, and uh, if someone wants to reach you, how can they?
0: OK, so best way would be Twitter. Um, And I am at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, underscore B-E-R-C.
1: Okay, very nice. Well, you please take care, travel safe, have a good time. Try to not get too crazy while waiting, right? Like you've said, you are trying to wait and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's just be good. And I can't wait to hear all about it. And I'm sure we'll be talking via Twitter.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sure. All right. This
1: is always so fun. Oh, thank you. Listeners, you go get vaccinated. Come on. Let's do that. If you're not vaccinated yet, wear your mask. Remember to social distance. Wash your hands. Let's all be good to each other because that's the only way we're going to get through this. But for now, take care and we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlessingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter at setlessingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash and right now, who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music-loving, album-ranking, fan-thinking, joy-spreading, lyric-reading, story-sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set
2: Listing Bruce.
1: Set and Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme
2: for Set and Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission.